Welcome to CCRPG, where we open up our virtual table and play games with some good friends. I'm Bob, and I'll be running Lancer, an RPG by Miguel Lopez and Tom Parkinson Morgan. You can find it at Massive Press on itch.io. It has been one year since the situation at Jacofee System. In that time, the DBC crew have been trying to keep a low profile to avoid reprisal by the recently scorned Manticorp. They've made new contacts, run minor jobs, and kept out of the core systems. We return to the players today in the midst of a crew meeting. Hello, players. Hello. Hi, God. Who said that? (laughs) (laughs) It is I, the computer. (laughs) Uh, Oh, no. The the ship AI has become sentient. I knew this was a matter of time. Uh, we are starting today. Uh, you are all on the DBC and you are in the meeting room, the, uh, the ops room. We've seen you guys here a couple of times. It's the one that has, uh, one of those like holographic table setups on it, uh, for various display work and, and, and coordination and presentation. Um, and, uh, as far as you're all aware, Torsay, uh, has called you all here today to kind of have like the regular, like weekly crew meeting. Okay. Okay. Look, if, if we're finally going to talk about it, someone's been eating my tuna. And I know it's one of you people in this room because there's no one else on the ship. Chimera, are you, uh, Evelyn, are you, are you sure we can afford tuna? I thought tuna look, was expensive. Look, I bought a lot in bulk last year, and it's, it's been lasting that long. Last it's year? It's not real tuna. I thought it was that um, that fake tuna <laughs> made out of soybeans or whatever. Is that is that like the fake crab? I mean, sort of. yes, but uh, I don't even think about that. I like to pretend it's real tuna. Mm. Well, good. Um, I'm glad you're all uh, minded for stretching out our resources, because that is what we have to talk about today. Um, Now, you all know that our last uh, job was a bit of a bust since we didn't get paid. Um, That's really hurt us. Um, So... I think this will help if I give you something visual. Um, She pulls up on the holographic table a graph. Uh, It's a line graph. And she's like, okay, so this is where we were a year and a half ago. Uh, And she just plots a point on the line. She goes, this is, uh, remember when we did that that guard mission for Terratella and then we got back and they didn't pay us quite as much as they were supposed to? Um... That, that's yeah. when we were here and she points at a point slightly below that on the line and as she's doing this the the graph is automatically updating and like tracing a line between those and filling the area under the curve up as she's doing the graph i raised my hand yes uh rock uh, i'm gonna make an assumption here but down is bad uh down <laughs> is less resources yeah so yeah it uh she draws with her finger a line at the bottom of the graph and it turns red. And she's like, if we go below this line, we can't afford the ship anymore. That sounds really bad. So, yes, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 that's a very astute observation, Astro. 
Uh, so, uh, after we did the mission for Ren, um, we got a lot of resources, and she points at a point slightly above where the other two points were, and now it looks like the whole graph is going up, and it's like, that was great, you know, uh, Ren gave us a lot to work with, and, and we were in a good place. Um, and then we took that mission, um, where we, uh, were supposed to go to the Jacafee system, uh, for Manticorp. And we decided not to do their job. Um, and I agree with you. That was probably a good a good choice. So anyway, um, we got all the money from that. And at that point, we were here. And she points a point on the on the line graph that is, again, <coughs> down a little bit. Now, I don't because suppose of- Ren has more jobs. Oh, uh, so uh, here's some extra news. Uh, Ren has sent us a message. Um, they uh, have responded to the last message we sent to them. Remember that message you recorded for Ren Astro? Sure do. All right. Well, uh, I'll play that after this very important presentation. Oh, no. Ooh. What, 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 what did you say, Astro? Exciting. So, um, nothing bad over the last year, uh, we've been doing various odd jobs like smuggling and, and acquiring and, and various things. And then she's just starts poking a bunch of different points on the graph that goes up a little, down a little, up a little, down a little, up a little, down a little. I'm going to scroll over to dine. Acquiring is a good use of word for that. (laughs) (laughs) You'll notice that the up a little, down a little she's doing is trending downwards consistently though so while it goes up and down it's really just drawing a line going down um and she goes oh and uh then there was the fuel crisis uh and then we had to pay like triple for all our fuel and then she points at a point way lower than the rest of the points uh and then she goes uh and then we didn't get paid for this last job and then she points one final point on the line that's maybe about an inch above the red line I see where this is going. Oh, you, Torsay, you dog, you. You want us to take a hiatus so I could get back in the showbiz and make some money. She turns, she she looks at Astro, (laughs) turns away from Astro to just the other three, (laughs) and talking only to them, draws a line from that last dot to down below the red line. This is where we'll be three weeks from now if we don't get a good score. Astro's just talking to himself. He's like, imagine my comeback. Fans will go crazy. I'll I'll, I'll walk walk around the desk and just slap Astro on the back of his head. Focus. Ouch. Okay. Okay. So maybe it's time we take a riskier job, like I've been saying. That's what I was worried about, too. So all the little odd jobs we've been doing have been keeping the lights on, but we haven't exactly been thriving. And, you know, not having a reliable source for fuel and repairs and having to outsource some some work. It's it's been just a downward trend this whole time. And I'm afraid if we don't start getting back out there for real again, this isn't going to last for much longer. 
Well, uh, assuming you don't want me to uh, make a bunch of money off a new blockbuster movie, you have any ideas what we could do? <laughs> Torse crosses her arms and looks sternly at you. <laughs> Ash, I don't suppose you you've repaired your relationship with Terratella, have you? Uh, well, I was hoping you might have like some magical idea to fix all that. She just puts her hand over her eyes. <laughs> so... I think it's safe to say that we can rule out most of the big, if not all of the big corpos, because one, I don't really want to, and two, I, uh, they've talk. I mean, there's gotta be someone with a grudge with Manticorp, right? I mean, I mean there can, are plenty, buddy, but buddy. by Risky, I don't think it's a good idea for us to take uh, missions that directly antagonize the corporation we just pissed off. Yeah, that doesn't mean we can't take missions against them, but maybe not directly and direct antagonize them. All right. All right. You got a point. To be honest, I already thought we kind of declared war on them after what we did. Thankfully, it didn't for whatever reason. And if we did missions against them with their competitors, then well, that sure as hell would be declaring war. And I don't want to be at war. If we have a target painted on our back, I'm happy to let that fade as much as possible. Yeah, it's been been long enough that it, I feel like at least they're not actively trying to search and destroy us. So that's a good thing. I don't want to start that all over again. All right, well, uh, I might have... Uh... I might have some ideas I could ask around, see if we get a job or two, maybe. Good. I can uh, call, call in my contact with Tor. He helped us uh, lay low when we were trying to hide from Manticore. Maybe he has a job or two. I might know, girl. Well, whatever well. you all can piece together and figure out, um, I'll forward you the necessary information on what our projections look like so that you know the range of job we have to take all right um i think we already saw the graph i mean if we want an accurate projection of where our finances are going i can drop this cup over the side of the table so i don't think you need to waste the time <laughs> I, I, I think we'd all i think we'd all be amused to see this recording nash sent though oh i i didn't back it up i just have ren's response sure he left the script around somewhere it was it was very professional i probably do have the script somewhere oh no let's be fair our our current prospects are are, uh have low are lower than the ratings of astro's final movie oh ouch (laughs) oh wow a2 brute (laughs) ouch How long, how long did you have that one under your, under your head, Jeremy? <laughs> Astro, Astro uh, places his hand over his breast and mock, you know, <laughs> offense, betrayal. You wound me. Well, let's be fair, Astro. It, you've had some ups and downs. That one was not very good. Yeah, well, all the more reason my comeback is going to be stupendous. Well, I your just comeback need to start... is gonna have to wait. Your comeback is gonna have to wait for us to get out of the red. All right, yeah, well, I'm gonna well... go reach out to my contacts then. Oh, uh, before yeah. you go, uh, let me just go ahead and set up Ren's message. 
All right, here we go. Uh, all right, this is uh, from Ren out at Aos. Um, she walks over to the other side of the desk uh, and clicks a button, and a holographic projection of Ren appears on the table. Um, they are like a miniaturized version of themselves, and they are talking to whatever you know camera is digitally recording them. Hello, it's good to hear from you, and to answer your first question, no, I don't have any jobs for you out in the periphery right now, but I was able to find something for you. Astro, you did say you could use someone to help out with the ship and that maintenance was starting to get away from you. Well, I have an acquaintance out your way who has ship tech training. I owe him a favor, and he did say he wants to travel around more. Sounds like a good deal for all of us, so let's just call this one even. If you find yourselves back this way, there's always a hangar open for you. I'll leave his contact info and location in the data stream. Uh, they lean in close to the recording. Don't make me look bad. They smile, and then the message ends. <laughs> oh, that was the first mistake, I think, already. You heard her Astro. Or you heard them, Astro. Don't make them look bad. <laughs> I, I, I would never look, Ren, look bad. Well, that, that's great news. We could really use an uh, extra pair of hands. Uh, question is, uh, will we be able to afford them with the way things are going now? That, that is the question. Uh, and that is a good question. About looking good or bad here then um should we be hiding our financial situation well we shouldn't uh, be openly I mean, sharing it that's for sure i mean you throw to take a pay cut i guess if you want to like you know probably could use them use a technician all right who's all in favor of astro's pay getting cut first i, <laughs> I, I raise my hand hey well Whatever I need to do for the team. Alrighty. So I'll make guess, it all back uh, in my next movie. I guess we should plot our course to pick up this person and on the way figure out a job. Alright, I'll uh I'll pull up the data stream here. Okay. Uh yeah, I have a location and uh contact information. Uh name Curry Septemberish. Curry Septemberish? All right. All right. Is that well, literally spelled September with an ish at the end. That's correct. Okay. Well, I mean, my, I think might as well, if we're going under anyway, uh, we might as well have someone on board that can keep the ship in good shape while it happens. Hey, hey, I've been, I've been, do, I've been doing an okay job. Don't, don't. You, you have, but I mean, you would probably enjoy uh, someone looking after the ship so you can just tinker around with your mech all day. Well, I mean, I, well, you say tinker with my mech. I'm also keeping everyone else's mechs up and, up and going. Oh, that well, yes, that's true. Yeah, let's see, don't you remember? Well, actually, you didn't hire me to be a uh, repair to mechs, but you, don't, you clearly don't know how to do a good job yourself, so... I think we all agree that we've been a little understaffed. I think that this is a good move, especially since when larger uh, repairs to the ship are needed, um, we won't necessarily have to 
pay as much at a black market parts dealer as maybe we have <laughs> a lot this year. Exactly. It's an investment. Yeah, that, that hole was really hard to patch up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. At least it's not <laughs> happened again since. I've made sure of that. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> All right. Well, let's set in a course then. All right. Well, uh, we're going to be on the float for a while. So uh, I guess everyone just keep everyone else in, in up to date on what we've reached out for and what we've been able to locate in terms of uh, our next job on the horizon, I guess. Yeah, three weeks is a long time. If uh, if if we really need, um, Astro or I could reach out to CDD. It's just you know, it's a little bit more unsure what we'll get back. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm gonna head off and uh, reach out to my contact and and hope. So All right, well. Keep us informed. So, uh, Astro, just to get you in the loop here, um, CDD, she called you out for that because that is one of the kind of uh, groups that you've worked with uh, over the past year that only you and Torse would have had any dealings with okay. um, because they are basically a hacker collective. Um, their their mm-hmm. acronym is CDD, but a lot of people just call them SID. Um, uh uh-huh. And no one knows what the acronym stands for. A lot of people have theories about what the acronym is. Torse fiddles around trying to figure out what the acronym is, but (laughs) there's no official thing. And the problem with CDD is people just say they're a part of it, but no one really knows. There's not like official membership. It's just like a group of people who say that they're part of that group. Um, So you can like reach out to them for uh, trade and things like techniques and tips and and doing jobs to get them access to things. Uh, And you've done that once or twice over this past year, some small time things. But you know that there are bigger things out there. So that's one of the avenues of follow up you have available to you, Astro. So uh, if if they um, if they could be like a client, what, what sort of jobs would we expect from them? Like the, here's the problem is CDD is basically a group of individuals, right? Yeah. Like it depends on who's reaching out to like who you're able to find needs something done. Gotcha. Um, any, anyone in that group could be working completely for their own self benefit, but there have been some notable points in the last few decades where like, a lot of people at CDD or SID like worked together all at once to make big things happen. Um, you know, like completely shut down like corporate infrastructure for a few days and stuff like that. Like some big like blackout events and some big like um, like uh, what are they called? Like uh, I keep wanting to say data sphere, but that's not a real word. What's <laughs> what's uh, your, database? Database world. is the word I'm trying to database, come up with. Yeah. They, there's been like some huge database hacks that have like recontextualized ownership and borders of various systems and stuff. So like they can get together in force and make big things happen. But that's the rarity. Gotcha. 
All right, so you all kind of file out of the meeting room. Uh, Torse says goodbye to everyone because she's been up all night on the computer uh, working and she's going to bed. Um, but yeah, it's it's like it, you're in mid space, like you're on whatever schedule you want to be. It's just Torse's been up for over 12 hours, so she's going to go hang out somewhere and relax for a little bit. She spent all night working on that graph to make it astroproof. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very impressive space PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what do you guys do? In the course that I was given, and then yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, Rock, you head up to the uh, the pilot seat. You guys have uh, gotten into a cadence of basically hovering at the edge of systems so that, like, if need be, you can always punch it to, like, warp to a system over if you ever need to make a hot escape, only venturing down gravity well in case unless you have, like, need to or you need supplies or going somewhere. Um, but you spend a lot of time kind of in between system, like, traveling and being on the float to, to like, get from place to place. Alrighty then. All right, so this time is basically up to you. What do you guys want to accomplish? Uh, I would like to reach out to my, uh, my contact, see if he has any uh, better jobs. Okay, yeah, totally, you can do that. Um, so uh, how are you reaching out to them? Uh, well, I assume that, uh, I probably have some sort of direct connection, like direct way to call him directly due mm -hmm. to our most recent interaction. Like after, uh, I had to call him to help us lay low to begin with. Mm -hmm. So I'd yeah. probably call him, call him or send him a message directly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you can, if like time is of the essence, you can do a real time call. Um, if time is not of the essence you can send a message and then wait for a response um you do How know long? that unless you're in the same system as someone um the uh, direct call costs them serious money uh about how long do we have till we reach our destination then uh you have four days four days yep. so i would i would send a message basically saying something along the lines of hey we're looking at we're looking out for any uh slightly riskier along the lines of like slightly riskier jobs. Do you have anything available that we can take? And then after I send that out, I'd be like, okay, I guess I'm gonna wait. All right, so uh, that is uh, your reach out to your contact. So um, he's going to take a look at what you sent him and and see where. We're going from there. Um, ba, 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 ba. And what are the rest of you guys doing to start off? I'm probably going to do something similar, as in I'm going to reach out to a contact, just sending a message in the same way, you know, to see if we can get any you know, jobs or anything. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. And what kind of message do you say? Like, what what do you what do you put in your message, Evelyn? So Evelyn's going to send a message to our part supplier, Anora um, Caliban. Um, basically, um, we haven't really talked about too much, um, just because I feel like uh, 
Astro's the kind of person who says like he doesn't really care where the parts come from. He's just like, oh, we got parts still though. We're we're good. But um, we've had to cut some corners and um, get some parts from the less reputable dealers. So uh, Anora is sort of a black, black market arms dealer that's been secretly supplying us with our parts to repair the mechs. So I will send her a message to the effect of, um, hey, it's your favorite customer. Um, look, I'm, not, I'm, I'm going to come clean. Um, we, we need some... Um, we're looking for some work, and I think we're not too picky at this point because you know we're a little, um, a little bit running low. So like you know, is there anything that you might have heard? You know, through the grapevine, that'd be helpful here. And you know, keep in mind that you know if we go out of business, you have one less um, customer. All right. Yeah. So you you send out your your hurried message to uh, Anora. And oh, uh, hey Bob, yeah. can I add one thing to my message? Yeah, it's not totally, really about the totally. job, but. Basically, I would say I would put in the identity of the people we worked with before and tell him to put them on the blacklist to not work for them because they don't fulfill their end of contracts. Yes. Uh, So, yeah, that's that's a that's a big no, no. So uh, it's a funny thing. Um, There are a few like larger underworld factions that it's a big no, no to like not uh, do job like to not like complete your end of the bargain with them and they're known for as long as you do what they ask they will pay you right but they all have like sections of the scum and villainy that they kind of control and are like lords (laughs) over right so you kind of are getting in bed with them a little bit to work for them the other risk you take though is working for independents out here acquiring things or doing jobs for independents who sometimes just disappear by the time you get back from the job, you know? So yeah. like it, like people come out to the periphery to get lost, right? It's not hard to do out here. Um, so unless you're working with some of the larger forces at play here who are kind of like sedimentary because of their size and you can always track down representatives for them, some of the yeah. smaller operators out here get by basically just by grifting people, you know? So like... That seems like what you got on the bad end of this time. Yeah, I, I Dine figures that, but he still feels the need to let oh, his yeah. uh, contact know. Like, these people, they're that type, don't work with them. Yeah, Tar is the type of person who would basically make that known amongst all his associates, right? Like, he's the mm-hmm. kind of person who's trying to bring a sense of, like, you know, do what you say you're going to do out here so yeah he's you you know this from him specifically your entire crew because um when you first were hiding from manticorp um he was the one who provided you a bit of shielding and sanctuary and um when he started giving you jobs to like prove yourselves to him uh it was made very important to like all of you that you do what you say and you say what you do. And if you don't, your reputation is tarnished. Um, but that doesn't count for the megacorps because everyone out here hates them. Um, so they actually find it kind of funny that you piss them off. Um, some of them more than others, but a lot of them think that it's like uh, some. Well, so there's a, like I said, there's a, a space pirate faction uh, called the free space pact um, who uh, as a mark of honor, some of their crews will specifically target uh, corpro ships and shipments to basically like stick it to them, even right. though they're largely outgunned in a lot of those situations. 
All right. That, that's all I wanted all right. to add. Yeah, you that was send important. that out. Absolutely. <laughs> How about uh, Comet or Rock? Um, I, I would actually like to um, uh, look into our new uh, crew member, uh, September-ish, uh, <laughs> and see what kind of information, what previous jobs they might have been on. Um, uh, is it a uh, he or she or they? A uh, he, him. Uh, Okay. Um, yeah. So I, w- I would like to look into uh, uh, like his as like work experience stuff like that. Just gets see if I can uh, glean some info about him. Yeah. Um, totally. Totally. Um, okay. Uh, comments, uh, Mister Astro. Uh, I'm gonna need you to make me a pilot check to see what you can find. Sure. All right. Let's uh, let's get that up. Um, let's see what kind of. I'm trying to remember my skills. I have uh, investigate, um, uh, maybe investigate. Yeah, it's probably the most likely <laughs> one. Yeah, um, I'm not going to be hacking into his computer or anything, so I won't use hacker fix. <laughs> um, I'm just going to kind of unless, unless <laughs> if this doesn't go well, we we may consider another course of action. Um, I don't think uh, uh, anything else um, uh, really applies here. So I'll roll with investigate. Um, So so that's going to be a plus two. I rolled a 10. A 10. So a 10 is a a success. Um, You didn't wait to see if it was risky or if it had difficulty or it's okay. Um, So excited. Yeah. So excited to make the first roll of the game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes. So a 10 is a a success. It was a standard pilot check. Um, You did succeed. So you're able to get a hold of basically um, you're able to get a hold of his like uh, core transcript. Um, it basically is all of his experience and what he did that is like well documented in like the, um, oh, we had a name for this guys. We had a name for it. What was it? Infonet. The, the Infonet. Is that really what we called it? I don't know. We had a good name for it too. I'm going to be sad now. I'm (laughs) I'm sad now because I can't remember things. Spacenet? I don't remember. Welcome to my life. God, you can't just add space to everything. <laughs> are you, I, I, are I'm you sure, sure we would doing that? Well, all right, you can, but I mean, haven't you ever heard of Spacebook and all that stuff? No. <laughs> oh, oh, it's it's the CSO. Uh, oh. It's the Cygnus State Outer Net. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, it's nice. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so, yes, that is what you are basically investigating. You um, because you are traveling between systems and you're not linked to any like uh, major node of the CSO, um, you are basically functioning off of like what uh, what you have as a copy uh uh-huh. of like a, an image of uh like what was in the last database that you passed and updated yeah um like a cached version it's, of yeah, the it's, state a, of it's things. exactly that it's yeah. a cached version of it and um you do know there will be things and updates missing from this but you you hope that something like this which is more about history like isn't going to be updated very often you know what i mean yeah um yeah. and what you're able to find is a lot of very mundane very nothing it's a lot of like 
um, you know, went to a uh, a well-regarded um, tech academy um, after he got out of his like basic schooling. Um, after completing the tech academy, uh, it shows that he signed up with. Um, ooh, I think I have this down too. Um, yeah, so he he signed up with. Uh, uh lev integrated technologies um okay lev is uh is like a tech uh megacorp um has a lot to do with um like body mods and things like that they do a lot of uh cyberware and uh for example uh comet your sensitivity enhance or subjectivity enhancement suite is probably either from lit or is based off of like a design that lit like spearheaded okay interesting so a lot of that stuff comes down from them um okay there there is a bit of a slang out there for if you're going to get body mods they call it getting lit because it's lit (laughs) um it's funny but yeah so uh he worked for lev for a while as a uh ship tech on just like the most boring run-of-the-mill like transport crews like shipping um finished product from like their um shipping finished product from their uh f- like one of their factories to like various marketplace um areas like various markets around the systems in in the core areas and that's okay. that seems to be what he's been doing for the past like fucking like 30 years <laughs> is based um, off of what you can find any anything in that information that would uh tell me how how he came to know ren no no the that's the thing is the last three years aren't part of what the information you found oh okay gotcha interesting i said 30 years it's more like 20 he's about 30 years old um okay. so for like the last 20 years he's 20 been years. that's that's the transcript you found and then for the past three he's been off so since off he was a kid basically well yeah because young. you remember you found his school records too right yeah. so you basically from him starting like tech school to him getting out of tech school to basically he got out of tech school landed like a, a job with a megacorp and was there for like another 10 15 years yeah. so okay interesting yeah all right sounds good well um very least if my uh subjectivity enhancement suite goes haywire he might be able to fix it for me you don't know it says he's a ship tech you don't know how much info that gives him on body modifications (laughs) but he did work for that company Uh, yeah (laughs) he like maybe remember something you know the people who drove the trucks for that uh medical waste company i bet they know how to take (laughs) out this uh this pesky boil i have (laughs) hey i mean you never know you might have picked something up (laughs) um 
All right, cool. Well, that sounds that sounds good. Uh, I'll just you know make make a note of all that. Yeah, the lat like literally the last thing you were able to find is that he you know basically quit his job. Right, he was like going to do something else, and it's one of those things where it's like it would normally have like what he quit his job to go do on there, but this does not have that. Yeah, like, so he it doesn't quit- say he quit his job to as far as the core systems are concerned he quit his job to go be unemployed somewhere yeah and that's been the past three years that's you for said? the last three years yeah okay all right sounds good anything else astro uh i don't i, I don't think so all Just right gonna enjoy the trip all right then rock what are you up to uh is there anyone from like my old background where we're going like that's on the way there uh or, or generally there. i don't know where we're going for this, this yeah September guy. uh generally there are uh various uh like subgroups uh of of that group that are like in and around the the fringes um you would know that in general they're not the most well supplied group out there um they but they do like work with people a fair amount um i mean if if they're there Uh, you would know how to find them though uh can i can i send out just a general message to that group Mm -hmm. um you can um but how would i put this uh even encrypted it's like it's like setting a beacon it's something you wouldn't often do unless there's an emergency because they do like unless they're getting together to do something larger they do tend to like split up so that they're not like if you find one of them you don't find all of them you know what i mean sure there is another group they work with regularly that if you were to find them you could probably find the other um there um, there is a there is another group that you guys have worked with a couple of times over this past year called the ruined chain um they work with um i'm just gonna say the name if that's cool um the aster uprising um so the ruined chain work with them fairly frequently um the ruined chain are more of like people who are out there in the periphery like getting things done so like they tend to be in larger groups and stuff they do get cracked down on a fair bit more but they also don't care (laughs) so um they're a little bit more out there about that kind of stuff does that make sense yeah um yeah i'll i'll send a message to someone from that 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 we've worked with or know yeah yeah totally asking for like some contacts to reach around kind of thing so yeah you would know a contact from the ruin chain uh called tunjon um that is his radio name because he's a radio dj um and yeah uh he if he gets your message uh he would be able to get you some more info so what are you asking him for so i know what he would send you back um I I'll, I mean I'll just tell him straight up like that I'm looking for jobs high paying jobs dot 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 um I'm hoping that somebody out of the Aster uprising uh and I I I would probably be saying that name kind of randomly to him but if, but if I thought that he knew 
mm-hmm. um, uh, might have something they're looking for that I used to know them um, looking for, if not one of them, maybe some connections through them or connections that he might have for a, a good job. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 Totally. I can, um, I, I, I can figure out what he would respond with. So for sure. Okay. And yeah, you kind of, uh, get that information out there. Um, and you have days basically to, to get to your destination. Um, it is a planet that you're headed to. Um, so you will be going to a system and planet. You'll be going down well. Um, to get there, uh, that appears to be where Curry September-ish is holed up right now. Um, it is a uh, city, uh, like it is one of the uh, larger, um, larger settlements uh, in this part of the periphery. Um, so it seems like he settled down in one of the late larger, like um, larger population centers. But even even here like the cities here are nothing in comparison to even ao station in terms of size yeah. um as we're getting closer to the planet um like astro would you be in the cockpit at all with me or no yeah yeah i'd be in, in the cockpit watching okay. our approach well yeah. yeah you guys have any time over the four days because you're going to get responses from all the messages you sent before you get to the planet oh would we oh yeah. okay oh okay Okay, I'll do that first. Yeah, it's um, it's you just have to wait for the gates to open because the messages travel fast when they can travel, but traveling through dark space takes a long time. That's why doing the instant uh, transmission type of talking is hard unless you're in the same system as each other. Um, once you get two to three jumps away from someone in terms of jumping from system to system, sending a message takes like three or four days and it usually tackles tax on an extra couple of days for every system further away they are makes sense got it yeah so i mean at some point yeah rock you would be at the cockpit and then comet i mean you you generally get around the ship so yeah is there is there a scene you wanted there no no, it's when more we about were getting on the, to the approach. planet. It, yeah, yeah, okay. It'd be, it'd be an approach. All right, so we'll, it be we'll a hold off I would on think that. about beforehand. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll hold off on that for later then. Just remind me if I forget. Sure. Um but yeah, so what do you guys do like as you guys are traveling? Um is there any other things you put out there? Do you guys get together and talk about options? What do you what do you do? Um Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say I'd probably talk to Astro at some point. Um, just let, ask like, so how how long have we been looking for another person? Um, I mean, uh, not too long now, but um, I've always felt we could probably use another crew member on the ship. Um, I don't think it's completely fair to Evelyn that she has to be the person in charge of uh be the mechanic for both our our mechs and uh the ship it's a lot a lot of work and she's been doing it without complaining but i think now's now's the time to uh kind of you know give her a little relief and and get this ship running at uh, uh peak efficiency okay phrasing first off second off um is you don't know anything about this curry like are are they gonna are we gonna tell them about 
you know what we have in storage or so um do they have their own i mean i i had reached out to ren and and they uh they responded um as you saw um and put us in touch with with curry i i don't know anything more about him but i did i did do a little digging uh nothing too uh investigative but uh, just kind of checking his record um seems like pretty smart guy so someone who's who's been working in uh as a mechanic for most of his life uh uh definitely i think would know what he's doing however he up and quit three years ago and i'm not really sure what he was doing in that time um so you know it could be could be nothing um but it does strike me as a little i don't know unusual sure um i mean it seems unlikely in three years you know this late and how i don't know how old this guy was i guess but uh, is it like in his 30s now oh, oh yeah old man i guess <laughs> whoa um, i mean so are you <laughs> uh a really old man then so it doesn't look like he's he's a pilot then uh a pilot uh like a lancer pilot yeah uh not that i could see certainly not just feels like it's been a long time since we pulled them out we really haven't you know done much lately so i was wondering if you were looking for some more backup or what your plan was here well as as a group of uh as a lancer team i i think we work pretty well together um uh, do you think do you think we could use another another member on our Lancer squad? Uh, I scratch my head thinking about it for a moment and go. To be honest, I was more concerned about it as a li- liability of needing to tell more people that they even exist at the moment. But I suppose it's been long enough. What a year now. Well, I mean, whatever job we take, we realize we're probably going to have to pull them out again i mean a lot of people who know who i am know what i've been doing uh if if we're trying to keep it secret um you know it's it's not a it's not a well-kept secret i suppose but i don't um, think there's a lot of people who know who you are out here um yeah uh, true but if they wanted to look me up it wouldn't be hard yeah that that probably happens a lot too um you're right uh but let's just err on the side of caution for now um and you know assume that people don't go looking you up constantly (laughs) so so are you saying we shouldn't tell him about the max well I trust Ren, and Ren seemed unusually forceful about this, so I suppose it's fine. I mean, like I said, we're going to probably have to pull him out this next mission, and uh, if we're not going to tell them about our financial situation, then yeah, it's probably fine. We're not going to not tell them about our financial 
situation. We're just not going to volunteer that information. <laughs> but sure, sure. I take your point. Uh, you know, I I, I don't want to. I think I think um, I think if we're bringing on a new crew member, obviously they should probably know uh, what what we have on the ship and what we're doing. But you know, I take your point that we shouldn't be, you know, just uh, sharing that information freely. Yeah, and you know, worst case scenario, they you know work for a corpro, run backstabbed us, and we defenestrate them out the airlock. There you go. We throw them out the window, out the airlock. <laughs> so is there a window looking into the airlock? So we throw, we defenestrate them uh, into the airlock and then open the airlock. Is that how it works? We have to buy a window first. It's it's like uh. one of those washer dryers where you can throw one sock in that you forgot after it's already started. Uh, sorry, I said it wrong. We space defenestrate. Uh. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See, the rule yeah. works. You just add <laughs> space in front of anything. <laughs> well, uh, sounds good, Space Astro. I'm going to go take a space nap. <laughs> All right, I'm going to have some space food. <laughs> in the next scene, we see Astro opening a plastic package that says space food. And then underneath it says, like, meatloaf edition on it. <laughs> meatloaf, the sequel. <laughs> I can see Astro doing that as he takes like a fork to it. Yeah. The sequel. <laughs> so we meet again. In a world where all meatloaf has been extinct. One, One meatloaf, meatloaf seeks to roll oh my everyone. God, Astro just eat. <laughs> He's been oh itching God. to direct or act for so long that it just comes out of him sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Just anything. Anything will do. He's just mad he hasn't been able to put those uh, movie rights we got from the, from our uh, escape during Manticorp to use yet. You know, it's <laughs> funny. You guys have just been busy. You've been doing a lot of stuff. You haven't gotten a lot of time to write that screenplay, uh, you know? <laughs> I'll get to it, though. Look, after this mission, Dan will write it, because then we'll have money. We'll be comfortable. Well, yeah, so you guys were making a lot of smaller monies uh, over the last year. If you get, like, you know, a big job, that will give you, you know, time to, like, not run yourself ragged. So you will have more free time if you can find a job that pays well. Maybe Evan, Evan will start that novel she's been meeting to read. <laughs> oh, not. So not, not to write, just to read. <laughs> Look, she she has reasonable expectations rather than expecting yeah. that a um, new movie will, will, will launch her um, acting career back from the um, back from the gutter. Evelyn's hey, novel, Astro, Astro. Spikes. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a novel. That sounds like a manual. <laughs> well, it's a it's a novel to Evelyn. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, how about uh, Evelyn and or um, uh, Orion? Are you guys doing anything during the trip? I, I assume that Evelyn and I have probably been in in the mech uh, with the mechs, making sure that uh, they're all up to date and trying to get rid of as much damage as possible from our previous fate. Well, 
not paid mission so that we can be prepared for the next one. Oh yeah, especially so, this is going to be yeah, a riskier it's, mission. It's been a lot of like not using your mechs much. Um, so like it's probably a lot more like maintenance, making sure everything's still working. Um, yeah. Like you guys haven't really had to deploy in a long time. Um, I mean, you you guys' ship is kind of like perfectly outfitted to smuggle things, and that's a lot of the jobs you've been taking. But sometimes yeah. you dip into a few other things. Um, what? So here's a fun thing. Uh, some of the modifications you made to the ship. What does it look like going down to the mechs nowadays? <laughs> It seems a little more ragged, I would think. Um, like, I feel like there's probably some more mismatched panels, or like, you know, obviously we had to set up a um, space for smuggling. So there's definitely a. If you've been on our ship a year a year ago and then visited now, you'll notice that it's oddly smaller than you recall, and it seems like one of the walls is a little um, pushed in. Like it was, it was definitely further back last time you were here. And uh, do you got? Do you guys remember what you told me that you had done to hide your mechs, though? Yeah, I was just waiting for Chuck to say his thing and see if he caught it or not. Uh, I actually don't <laughs> we, remember. Uh, we weren't pulling out the mechs or telling anyone about them for our odd jobs because we were trying to stay low, so we hid the mechs in the storage unit. That's right. I forgot about that. I, I know we literally talked about this recently, but I it slipped my mind. So, uh, as, uh, as Evelyn and, uh, Dine head down to, uh, check on the mechs and do their regular maintenance, it looks like you've, you've lowered it. You know how you see those cargo ships that have all those long, um, like cargo crates, you know, what's the, what's the better word for those? shipping containers you know there's yeah, long yeah. shipping containers across those ships it looks like there's just a ton of them in your hold right um you walk to one side of your hold and there is a uh panel on one of the shipping containers that looks like a keypad like oh this must be a secure shipping container right so that no one breaks into it um and uh dine steps forward keys in a code and then all of a sudden a seam appears along an entire row of shipping containers that separates and pulls up and literally like your mechs are in a hollowed out hangar area that is covered by fake shipping containers that like lift away when you put in the code for it. I go, this idea wasn't half bad, Evelyn. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, sometimes we have good ideas. Well, it's worked so far. Hopefully our next job uh, will let us break the rust off the mechs. Yeah, I'm starting to think that um, when this Curry guy shows up, I don't think we're going to be able to hide as much. Uh, well, to be fair, given that he's someone that Ren sent us, I assume that she or that they probably told us something. Or yeah, told them I'm something. Sure. Probably that we're a Lancer group. Who knows? We'll find out. I mean, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, admit, we're gonna probably gonna have to come clean up front because, like, I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not good at bullshitting sometimes. Well, we'll find out. Uh, uh, well, I suspect that if we end up doing the job for, uh, for Tor, that um, it's probably going to be combat related, combat heavy. Who knows what it is, but 
we should probably make run some regular maintenance on these and make sure they're up to date. You know, I, I almost, you know, it's weird to say this, but like, I'm almost kind of glad it'd be, it'd be a good opportunity to stretch your legs, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Like, oh, you know, honestly, it. like, it's kind of dull if it's weird. Like, like you normally you don't look for trouble, but I was like, oh, at this point, I'm like, I kind of want to leave something a little more interesting to happen, you know? Well, as, uh, as long as we're not doing a holdout on a planet trying to run from a megacorp again. But who knows? We could be doing something much worse next time. Uh, you just jinxed us now. Come on, man. You just jinxed us. Could be. I mean, as long as it's not an army of terrorflies, that'll be happy. <clears throat> yes, we're never we're never speaking of the terrorflies again. And I'll start wa- walking over to one of the mechs to start work. Dine just smiles, shrugs, and heads over to the Prometheus. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so do you guys do anything uh, specific while you're in the hangar, or is it just, is the scene just you guys talking on the way there? I think... Uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah, you go ahead. I, I was thinking it'd be nice to check up on um, our new, um, the Prometheus is new passenger. It might yeah, be good. Yeah, no, the Prometheus does have a new passenger. So yeah, uh, as you kind of boot up the Prometheus, the kind of ongoing project uh, that Dine has been slowly modifying over (laughs) since before he joined the group, um, uh, you do know that during the... during the uh, mission in the Jacofee system, uh, he was finally starting to hit the edge of what he was able to take care of uh, himself. Um, so uh, he did something about that. Uh, and uh, Dine, do you want to tell tell us what you did about that? Uh, so Dine decided to install an AI unit into the Prometheus to uh, help him manage all of the systems. He just found it too difficult to try and manage managing the heat, managing the aiming. It was it was too much for him to handle at once. So uh, using some of the resources um, from the black market dealer, he managed to get a hold of and install an AI unit into the Prometheus. That is named Artemis. And uh, funnily enough, um, your um, you <laughs> oddly, uh, even though you've basically never worked with them before. Uh, you are kind of a savant, uh, when it comes to working with AI, you found, um, you don't know why, um, but like from the moment you started, uh, working on the project, it was like finding, it's one of those rare moments in your life. That's kind of exciting where you go to learn a new skill and you find out as you're learning the new skill, hey, I'm pretty good at this, aren't I? <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, as you've been kind of uh, updating the Prometheus over this last year, you've been working with Artemis, the new AI and passenger um, who has been taking a lot of that workload off of your plate. Which has been very helpful. It, it's, it's, it's sped up the uh, the updates that uh, Dyne has added to the Prometheus a lot with the uh, her helping in the background and with the direct recommendations and all of that. Mm. 
Uh, and uh, kind of as you approach and uh, kind of like ready and open the cockpit, um, kind of uh, immediately uh, right there, um, like a a projection appears on one of these screens of the Prometheus. Uh, and it is kind of a... Uh, technology like a technically rendered uh face that looks like it's made out of like vector graphics right Mm -hmm. um it's it's the very like clean lines not a lot of detail um a lot of like smooth lines but it is very obviously a face and it almost looks like um you know almost kind of like uh like face paint is the shape of the face because it's not like a full human face right it's like imagine someone drawing face paint onto their face to go hunting but that's all there is to the face is just the face paint um and that's kind of the image that appears on the screen um and then as you guys approach uh you just hear oh come down to see what's going on i see finally yeah well we're uh reaching out some feelers to try and get some new jobs. Hopefully we'll uh, be able to give you some proper uh, testing and some action out in the field. It'll be too long already if we get out today. How long has it been since I stretched my legs? Ah, probably weeks. It's been 270 days. That is a few weeks. That is indeed. Wait, wait, wait. I can do this math. I can do this math. That's at least 40 weeks right there. Says Evelyn from the bottom, says she oh, can I, hear our conversation. Oh, I, I, assume, I assume that I've come up also, sorry. Even the no, last I just, few I times. I just imagine you hear, hear 40 weeks of <laughs> distance. Yeah. <laughs> Even the last few times we've gone out, you haven't really let me loose. Well, assuming I reached out to Tar, assuming it, I, I just assume that any mission that he sends us is probably going to be pretty heavy on the combat for better or for worse trust me we're gonna be seeing some action soon oh that's good anyway um i have kept everything up to date i have been monitoring all the system input and output while you were gone do you want to see a printout sure and if uh, you wouldn't mind that appears on screen compile that i'm gonna send uh some the current system specs to dion to keep him up to date with what with what we've been changing yeah that shouldn't be a problem you guys are the only ones i ever see anymore oh you mean me and evelyn mm-hmm. <sighs> well torsay is busy trying to keep the ship afloat rock is busy piloting and keeping the ship on course and astro is being astro <laughs> um there is there is uh a a space of non-response that over the year you've gotten to know her um orion and because you're a technophile uh you pick up that that is kind of basically like her equivalent of like shrugging um because she doesn't really care (laughs) yeah yeah she also does have shoulders yeah um, I just don't like that the technology acts to get let loose. Yeah, she does that basically. Any, so she does that basically any time he talks about combat. Uh, <laughs> um, 
What can I say? I, cr- I, I, I create or I installed her to help me manage a weapon system. She wants to be let loose and yeah. fire a big ass gun. It's purpose I mean, made doesn't? technology. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but what? So, you know, you know, computers compute. What if the computers wanted to compute? I've took that same reasoning and applied it to a gun. <laughs> Are you sure that was the right thing to do? I don't mm. know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that, think of it quotable. this way. That's At quotable. least this AI is still shackled. <laughs> For now. For now. It's like, we, we've created this uh, object. All it does is scream in horrible agony. But why? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We had the funding. <laughs> uh, I think at some point... Um, so, it, it, we since obviously Evelyn wasn't there at the time, I think she eventually would climb up the checkup on Artemis. Ah, Evelyn, it's good to see you. Oh, hello, little Artemis. How, how, how have you been today? I think I'm quite a bit larger than you are. <laughs> look, look, l- l- let, me, l- let me have this, okay? As far as I'm concerned, you're, you're right here, and I'll just motion to the projection. And, and in that respect, I, I am bigger than you. Uh, all of the screens start filling with Artemis's face at the same time. Okay, uh, now, now, you're, now you're just showing off. I believe I now <laughs> occupy more surface area than you do. Darn, your AI is a smart ass. What can I say? You taught her well. Uh, all of the screens blink out to just the one that is active again. Well, uh, I'm ready to go when you're ready. Well, as soon as I... Uh gear back from Tor, and we uh, figure out which one we're going to go, or which route we're going to go, I'll let you know. It will be soon, though. Yeah, one way or another, we're going to be fighting something. Have you thought about getting... Either debt or mechs. Have you thought about getting another mech? Another mech? Like a, a fifth member of our Lancer group? Well, I mean... Maybe you oh. should pilot it. You mean... So, so, so you can pilot this one on your own and let uh, me pilot the other uh, one. There's just like a bit of silence. I mean, maybe we'll, we'll start baby steps. You know, let's let's start um let's start working together, and then maybe 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 if things go well, maybe is, we'll uh, have the money. Maybe we'll have the money for another mech, and then like have a look at that. Like um, gives them time the look of like you know how a parent will tell tell a lie just to shut like the kid you know leave it like that kind of look like okay let's run with it Dino uh, shrug and say that is a possibility for the future right now we can't afford a, a new mech so so during that white lie uh now i know astro has seen 2001's uh a space uh unit, yeah. right you, you know those scenes where they're talking in the other room and it just zooms in on hal's <laughs> eye to be like he's watching yeah. that i imagine <laughs> that same kind of camera shot happens now while evelyn thinks she's effectively lying to this ai <laughs> yep yep you, you, you got it on the nose <laughs> later open the pod date Bay doors, Artemis. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't do that, Dine. Yeah. You're right. You're gonna have to wait till I get to Technophile rank three. Yeah. <laughs> then, oh, can, then Artemis can leave the Mac. Now, Artemis already likes you too enough to joke with you in in her own way, and you guys have gotten used to her over this year. Um, yeah. But yeah, you guys uh, are able to finish up your um, your maintenance, starting with the Prometheus and moving on to the other mechs. Um, 
especially since uh a a common thing that you have to do for the prometheus there is uh basically start charging uh it's it's cannon to make sure that it doesn't have like runaway heat issues so you basically right. like let it charge and then while you are doing other things you just let artemis basically monitor that um and then she just keeps you updated on you know how that's going over the course of like while you're doing other maintenance um yep you guys finish up and by the, the time you finish up with your maintenance uh the the Prometheus is steaming only a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, you no holes in the ship, no holes in the ship, no, no misfires. And you guys, uh, yeah, you head back, head back upstairs. And then uh, to end what I would do, like at the end of the day, I would like compile the data that Artemis gave me and send an encrypted uh, message out to Dion just with mm -hmm. everything that's. Uh, yeah. And uh, just as a reminder, yeah, Dion is the. Uh, is uh your contact um who has helped you basically build the prometheus it is it is from his plans that you're kind of working on this so yeah you're still mm -hmm. still collaborating with him uh over this time as well he just hasn't uh, made a physical visit um over this time uh the first uh person because they are the closest um that responds to the message they've received uh is actually tar um okay. so yeah, um, uh, uh, Dine, uh, as you head back to your personal terminal at the end of uh, the second day, uh, you will notice a message uh, for you um, that comes from Tar. It's it's all in text, as is usual for him. Um, yep. it, it essentially reads out that, um, you know, he's taken into account uh, your report that the client basically skimped on payment Um he, he took he basically t took a report from you as to like what you did, what the job was, what you accomplished, what you agreed to do and like what you should have gotten paid and didn't. Right. It's it's like he keeps track of those things. Um, right. Some some people that you've met uh, via tar in the time that you've been working over this last year actually kind of talk about this weird habit that tar has. It's almost like he's keeping a vendetta book um where basically anyone who's acted against what he's decided is like the code for proper work out here he basically just keeps like a, a record of what they did when and why um but yeah he you know that he's noted the um the information you gave him um and he does have uh some possible leads for you um he says basically um that uh you you've proven yourself over the past year and you've gotten in on the ground floor with most of the groups that are in this sector um that really if you're if you're ready to take on more dangerous jobs he knows for a fact that the affiliation and the free space pact are both looking for like movers and shakers to do some larger things right now to uh kind of shake things up it was the Free Space Pact, and what was the other one? The other one's called, uh, and the, that's the pirate group I told you about before. Oh. Um, the other one is the Filiation. Um, they are, if I had to, to, to really condense it down, I would call them a crime family. Um, they operate very much like a crime family. Uh, they're very much about loyalty, like working your way up through the ranks, like uh, complete 
like uh, dedication to each other in the affiliation. Um, but it is not it is not familial based. Um, so whereas things like the mafia and stuff like that, there's a there's a heavy like family basis to like who gets in when people's sons and a lot of like, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, instead, the way the affiliation works is like when you join, you are a member of the affiliation and all the people you care about are also now members of the affiliation. It's kind of like an all or nothing thing. So it is a family of sorts, um, but made of a bunch of different families that are basically all pulled in by Got working it. for them. So like it's Got not it. it's not like the the lead of the affiliation's son is like the second in command or something like that. They're all also part of it as part of him being part of it. You know what I mean? But his second in yeah. command, like all of his family is taken care of too. Does that make sense? No, that makes sense. Yeah. Um so they're they're kind of like what you would expect. They do a lot of um contraband movements. They do a lot of like organized crime um protection um and you you would jump to think and i would agree with you that it's not just protection rackets they do actually provide real protection out here as well um because in the outer periphery when there are you know um groups that are like farmers or colonists on very small very low populated planets that are mostly self-sustaining but if something unexpected happens maybe can't defend themselves entirely the affiliation will step in to help them now that does also mean most of the people under their care have to pay a stipend for that protection there is a bit of like murkiness and and weirdness to it and you've met just as many people who hate the affiliation for the fees they have to pay to them as people who owe their lives to the affiliation for having saved their community so it is kind of like a mixed bag with them as to like what people think about them makes sense um and then the other group is the free space pact um like i said before it's it's a it's a loose affiliation um so it depends on what crew you'd be taking a job for um there are like small fleets crews and alliances that rise and fall in the free space pact um and the big thing about them is that for them it's all about notoriety and infamy that's what helps you rise and gain respect in their organization um a long time ago you guys did a mission um that was basically protecting a cargo shipment and you fought some pirates called smack uh during that mission they were a member of the free space pact they still hate you but they are a small member of that pact they're not like a large group in that pact um but they are one of the contingent members now them hating you doesn't mean other people in the free space pact won't work with you it just means that you know watch how you're affecting their alliance basically right right that makes sense okay so those are the two groups that tar knows that he can get you contact with if you're looking for a specifically dangerous and well-paying job but it would it would require and and you guys know this uh working smuggling and small jobs hasn't really shifted power in the area um I will tell you that a well-equipped uh, 
uh, Lancer group working for one of these groups can shift power in this region in significant ways, such that working for one group might gain you reputation with them and lose you reputation with another group if whatever you're doing is hurting that other group's hold on this area. Um, so, so keep in mind, like, if you're not just like moving items around for people, but you're running like full Lancer operations for any of these groups, like that will that will start to like raise and lower your evaluation with all the other groups. Right. No, that makes sense. Okay. I'll we'll keep that in mind as I probably head off to tell the others about uh the job opportunity the potential opportunities that we have. Yeah. Yeah, and uh <clears throat> as Dine comes to you all uh, with this information, do you do you guys talk about it or do you need more information about any of this? Yeah, let's let's um let's talk about it. So, like, I'll ask Dine, like, what what kind of like, give me an example of a job we would do. Well, it really depends on which one we go with. With the affiliation, we could end up being on a protection duty, or we could end up doing more smuggling. But given that um, we're looking for a higher paying job, it's more likely that they'll make use of our ability as a full on lancer team. What that could entail, I'm not sure, but it could potentially either be protection and or, well, I wouldn't use the word assault, but it feels offensive like, action. It kind of feels like we'd be working for the mafia. The space mafia? <laughs> yes, the space mafia. You know, I had a hard time not just writing space mafia on this piece of paper, because obviously we just call them space everything. <laughs> the mafia, if you will. Well, the difference. How the dare you? Difference. How dare you portmanteau this? Get out of here, I say, sir. Good okay. day. See, see you guys. I'm out. <laughs> the, ship, the ship just tells you to jump out an airlock. It defenestrates. It, it space defenestrates him out the <laughs> yeah, airlock. Yes. Oh dear. I uh, mean, what were you gonna say, Dine? Y- you aren't entirely wrong. The difference being that out here they they protect as much as they harm, at least with those associated with them. There are definitely some people who hate them, and definitely some people who enjoy having their protection around. No one likes paying the fee, but I guess living is better than well being attacked by the other groups that are out here. So it's like a union. If by crime union, then you'd be correct. <laughs> <laughs> this, that is Evelyn saying that, not not me, by the way. Yes. No, no, that's that and that's what I reply to Evelyn. It's a crime union word. It's like a mafia. And we've come full circle. <laughs> I bow. We walk <laughs> off the stage. The next comedy group comes up. <laughs> As you dodge tomatoes being thrown at you. Um, the, sec- the second group was the uh, the Free Space Pact, which uh, you guys may remember as one of the... Uh, they're basically pirates, and uh, we fought one of their crews. Now... Uh, ah. It was it was that was part of our escort mission that first escort mission that led us that uh, well we kind of got shorted on. Yep, but, um, I remember that. The thing with the free space pact is is that it's a bunch of pirate crews that are that all work together. 
Now, I am sure that the original crew that we fought still hates us, but that does not necessarily mean that whomever we sign up with and work with um, will turn us down just because of that. Well, if movies have taught me... If movies have taught me anything, it's that there are a lot of uh, pirates that are, you know, have a heart of gold and are just there for the swashbuckling adventure. That unfortunately, think- <laughs> so unfortunately for everyone, uh, Astro's suspicion was like, what's that thing? The exception to prove the rule. Um, the one <laughs> contact, you know, with the face, uh, the free space pact is basically like a squash buckling adventurer who has a heart of gold. Um, <laughs> it, it just so happened that that is the person, you know, from the pirate group, but Comet gets along with them very well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great well astro i mean i'm sure there are those out there that fit that description most of the people from the space pack are probably not like that however Hi. that being said these are people that tor has relationships with which means that if we accept the job they will pay us otherwise they're that's not going to end up very well for their reputation within the sector Two things. First of all, um, Tor is kind of scary. I didn't realize uh, they were as uh, entwined with the the criminal side of things. Uh, I mean, you aren't wrong. When you when you work out here, I feel like it's a kind of unavoidable thing, especially when you kind of have a reputation as large as his. Fair enough. <clears throat> Uh, secondly, we get, we get, like, cut and pay a lot. You guys notice that? Yeah. Do you think it's because Astro's the one negotiating, <clears throat> and they think that they can get away with it? Excuse me? I, I, I feel like, no offense, Astro, don't, I, I mean, I mean this in the nicest way possible, but I don't think you're a good negotiator. Well, can you blame me? I mean, mean in the nicest way I can possibly say this, you're kind of (laughs) shit, but only in the nicest way I can say it. You you kind of don't have any talents and you're not good at anything and you're really just a useless waste of space. But I mean, no offense. you You pay the bills. (laughs) <laughs> but you give us he money doesn't. so we're we'll keep you hole. around <laughs> uh, I'm, just, I'm just saying it might, maybe it might be good to have um, Torse involved in those meetings I mean um, I think that's a smart thing I, I, I wouldn't be against that I mean after all most of my life my agent has done the contract negotiation I can see that. Well, I suppose on the bright side, I did uh, inform Tor of our uh, recent client not paying us. So whatever little black book he has, they've been added. I'm sure they're going to appreciate that when we hear if we hear from them in the future. Well, then, sounds like your lead is at least a sure thing as far as payment is concerned. Payment, yes. We just don't know what possible job we could get. Um, we'll have to. I'll have to send a message back to Tor if we decide to go this route. 
Have you guys heard back from your contacts yet? Uh, not, uh, not yet, but I mean, you know, um, Nora has variable degrees of responsiveness. Depends on what she's got going on at the time. Let's give it some time. Um, I I like that as a plan B option for at the moment. Yeah, I'd yeah. like I'd like to hear from everyone's contacts, and and then we can make a decision as a group. Well, we might not hear from everyone. True. Well, I feel that we're gonna have to make a decision probably by the time uh, that we pick up our uh, new person. I feel like by then we we need to make a decision on where we're going to go because we only have limited resources. Fair enough. That'll be our deadline then. <laughs> Alrighty. All right. Dine, after they dismiss, Dine just heads off to the kitchen to make a sandwich because he's hungry now what kind of sandwich not tuna good i i, I would have some words <laughs> don't, don't touch my tuna Diane is worried about the year long the tuna that's been here for a year <laughs> look look tuna has a very long shelf life at least i'm pretty sure it does i, th I thought we clarified it wasn't tuna it's like okay it's, it's like uh, it's, mushroom it's, tuna also, or something. It's T-U-N-A. It's some sort of acronym. <laughs> God, don't don't set me up. Now I'm going to be spending the rest of the recording trying to figure out what that acronym is. Ha, gotcha. <laughs> You've fallen into my mind trap. <laughs> I, think, I think that's it. Yeah, what were you saying, Rock? Eh? You said, like, secondly. Uh, and then, yeah, I did that. That was that was uh, Astro's horrible and shouldn't be involved in anything. Ah, uh -huh. okay, okay. Well, now that we're all up to date, um, so uh, actually, Rock, you are the second person to get their response. Not very good. Uh, as you check your personal terminal, um, you can tell uh, it is uh, from the Ruin Chain um, because it comes into your message box uh, basically as a uh, an advertisement um, for um, like a radio subscription. Um, you open it up and it's one of those basically like imagine like nowadays like constant badgering you to update your satellite radio subscription type style advertisements but this is like subscribing to a specific like radio station um and it is it is ton john's uh basically channel uh that it's an advertisement for um in uh in the email you're able to pretty quickly find what you need to click on in order to open up the real response um and uh what you get uh, is actually a recorded response from Tunjon. Uh, Tunjon is a portly man uh, who is quite jovial. Uh, he is um, close shaven, uh, but he does have a beard and mustache. Uh, and he has kind of like, um, like not entirely short cropped hair, but he has kind of the weird swirl at the front. You know, the, like the weird, like the hero cut style haircut, you know, that like, superman and shit where where it like weirdly sure. curls at the front um, oh widow's peak yeah kind of like that but it has like it like comes up and and turns around a little bit as it goes back um okay. 
and uh, it's him uh, on the line. And he says, hey, I saw you reached out to me and I thought I'd get back to you. Um, yeah, I mean, if there's new players in the field, we like to make use of them, don't we? Um, sure, I can get you in touch with who I know. You know, the chain has a few jobs that I think we've been looking to take care of for a little while now. Having a little bit more muscle would make some things happen. Sometimes you need to th shake things up, you know. Um, so, I mean, if that's what you're looking for, get back to me and I'll give you the details. Um, if you want, I can also see what I can pull up about the masters. Um, as far as I'm aware, their uh, influence in the region uh, is... Hard to contact, but that's nothing out of my speciality. I think they actually contacted us a little while ago. I can see what that was about. Maybe you want to go help. Are you the type of person who likes to ride to people's rescue? Because that's probably what you're in for. But if you want to get paid, come work for us. Hope to hear your response. And then that is when the recording cuts off. Am I, I'm, uh, so we are limited to the gate time-wise. Is the gate still open right now to respond? Uh, so, so what happens is if they're a few systems away, what it does is the message travels gate to gate until it hits a closed gate. And then it stops oh. at that gate until the next gate opens. And then it'll travel gate to gate until it hits another's closed one. So basically that means that there's kind of like, uh, like, a. What's the word? Kind of like a degree of error when calculating like how fast a message will get to someone. It depends on like what the scheduling is. If you were to sit down and do the math, you could figure out exactly how long a message would take to get to someone if you cross referenced all the gate opening and closing timings between you and them. Um, mm -hmm. But basically it equates to if they're in system, obviously you can just get the message to them. If they're in the next system over, you can have basically real time conversation with them for as long as they the gate is open um, and then for every two or three systems out from the next system over it adds another day or two on to the travel time of your message okay um yeah i'll let everyone know then what i what i got um i'll probably leave the part out uh uh with the uh, Astra Uprising. Okay. So what Rock uh, tells the rest of you is mostly about the Ruin Chain having some jobs that they've not been able to do anything about for a while. But if they have some new muscle, they might be able to make things happen. Um, so just, just for all of your collective knowledge, you've only worked with the Ruin Chain a few times. Uh, they can be a little bit hard to work with um, because they're basically just a large dissenter group. Um, they're they're ideologically based um, and basically they just want to upset the system and be as ungovernable as possible. Um, they do a lot of good work uh, for getting people out of bad situations uh, and kind of like tearing down systems that kind of like fuck people over. Um, but they are also very disseminated and have trouble consolidating any large efforts to get like single large objectives completed. Um, you've you've run supplies for them quite a few times that tends to be a thing they need pretty often they've always paid us too right oh yeah yeah any of these larger groups we're talking about they would never not pay you 
Okay. Are they uh, frequently at odds with the megacorps? The Ruin Chain, a lot of these groups have kind of like a take it or leave it, but mostly leave it with the megacorps. The Ruin Chain is the one that is the most openly antagonistic against the megacorporations. Um, if the megacorps were out here, they would have crushed them by now. They are, they yeah. are specifically the type of group that megacorps don't allow to exist in the core. Um, so we could by by stepping up our game with them we could put ourselves back on the radar for some of these megacorps and that would not be a good thing (laughs) just because they hate the megacorps doesn't mean that's what they're going to ask us to do yeah i mean Uh, i I would think we'd at least want to hear what they got i mean it may not be you know pissing off megacorps the thing you have to keep in mind, Astro, is that they're only openly antagonistic to them if they uh, have presence out here, which they don't have much, at least as far as I'm aware. Yeah, that's one good thing about being on the fringes. Can't be bothered with with stuff like this. Well, we can at least hear it out. Have you heard back from your contact, Astro? Um, Not Astro, I'm uh, Evelyn. Yeah, the... Uh, I didn't reach out to anyone. Yeah. Although I, I could I, reach I out to the CDD, but I wanted to hear what you guys came up with. Uh, no, not yet. I'm still waiting for um, waiting for Nora. Uh, taking a little bit of time now. Oh well, she's probably drunk and passed out. Hey, you know hey, I'm I, right. I, I I I take offense to that, even if you are right. Why do you take offense to it? In the re- in the response, Evelyn gets sorry. I didn't get back to you. I was drunk and passed out. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I, yeah, I'm all for waiting for the last contact, but I'm going to send a message back to him, just saying, asking for what he's got, uh, or yeah, if go there's a meetup or something he wants to set up. Sounds good. And I go and do that. All right. Uh, shortly after, uh, Evelyn, you do get a response from Honora. Um, Honora, uh, Kalebon, uh, basically sends you an email, right? It is just a, like, the most normal-looking-ass email you've ever seen, like, you would get today. Um, like even a lot this, of this, normal this, ass emails. Yeah, it's, uh, is this normal for her, or is this? This just is like, this is how she always contacts people. Yeah, that's not. Um, it even, it even has her like company's auto signature populated at the bottom, where it like has like their address, what planet they're on, like their hours of operation and shit like that. It's like automatically marked on the bottom of her message. May, may I also mark? May I also mark that she's also a black market dealer? It does. Actually, yeah. Yeah. it does. Yeah. Does um, the message start with "I hope this message finds you well"? No. <laughs> no it no, actually no. starts. Uh, it actually starts. Uh, hey, Evelyn, you old bat. Uh, <laughs> g- good to hear from you. Uh, I do have some jobs for you. Uh, I'd have to get in touch with them uh, if you want me to reach out. Uh, some of my common clients include um, Cloak and Periapsis. So if you want to work for them, let me know. I know the right people to talk to. Now, I know they can be a little bit standoffish, but they have really good money. And they always tip me when I do a good job, if you know what I mean. 
by that I mean they give me alcohol as a bonus. <laughs> it says that Just in, in parentheses on the next line. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, get back to me when you can. And is it possible I can upsell you on some new thrusters for your ship? Just let me know. And then it says Anora Kalebon at the bottom. I, I gotta admit that I, I really like the idea of a black and market dealer having official business cards and everything. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> Why not? No one out here cares. They're all like, "Oh, that's who I should go to for my black market parts." Look, it's all about it's all about the image. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was that organization? It was Cloak and One? Uh, so the two organizations that she can give you contact to are Periapsis and Cloak. Oh, there are two different ones, okay. Yes. Uh, any details on who they are? Yeah. Or is um, all we know? So you would all know Periapsis as a uh, the closest organization out here to the affiliation in terms of scope and scale and like what they operate in, but they are direct competitors with affiliation for those same markets. Um, they operate more like a business. Um, it's merit based. Um, basically, you rise the more you make for the for the group, and you fall if you lose money for the group. Um, think kind of like how Blofeld runs Spectre in the James Bond movies. Mm. That's kind of what Periapsis is like. Um, the people who do really good for the company make boatloads of money and get to run big projects. If you lose a lot of money for the organization, you fall all the way back down to that bottom rung, and they will take everything from you. They're very generous with the people they contract with, though, because if you do a professional job for them, that's what they care about. They care about professionalism and they carry care about like getting things done as efficiently and effectively as possible. And they're willing to pay out the butt to get that accomplished. Um, the other group, Cloak, is kind of like a shadow guild. They're basically like... They're like a, a dark net group that is basically services to the highest bidder. They're people who do assassination, uh, direct targeted harm and disruption, info jobs, things like that. Basically, they handle a lot of the more unsavory jobs in the Outer Rim. You guys have not interacted with them much. Um they're probably the group that you know the least about in this outer area, but everyone talks about them a little bit like they're boogeymen um, because everyone knows they deal in kind of the worst of the things out here. But again, they pay really well if you can do something valuable for them. I hear that in order to join them, though, you have to kill someone randomly and they visit you at night. <laughs> and you must and you must be yeah. wearing a cloak at all times. They just tell they 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 just all say we we know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll um pass this information along to like I don't know, we'll have another meeting, I guess, and I'll sort of say what um Anora has sent us. Um personally though, like I know that we, we definitely slipped into some more shady dealings, but I like Evelyn has made it clear up front that she's not 100% comfortable with like some really dirty stuff. Like she, she would not feel comfortable with an assassination job unless we really needed the money, which I'm not sure we're there yet. Uh, well, hold on now. <laughs> Depends on who we're assassinating, right? I mean, <laughs> it really needs to be brought into. Yeah, okay, I don't really yeah, know yeah, enough yeah. about. 
about Cloak to make an informed decision. But Periapsis does Seems pay nice. well. Yeah, Periapsis I can get behind. I mean, like, unless the guys are a real bastard, I'm not, I, I'm not sure I'd take a job from Cloak. Did you tell us then? Are we talking about the job? I assume no. we switched the first person, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm I'm actually been thinking about it a little bit. I th I think it might be best to go with the DJ. I, and I just call him that. Listen, his group is the type that seems to talk, right? Especially with the groups now that we're trying to get more jobs from. If we do a good job with them, it might mean better jobs later. Once, you know, people hear about us. Uh, uh, let's, good. let's imagine Torsay is here. Um, just yeah. because I want to have a voice in the conversation. Yo, no girls allowed. <laughs> oh, oh, All right, get out Screw you guys. I'm, blow, I'm blowing up the mechs. Also, the AI is not <laughs> allowed here. You didn't bring the AI, right, Ryan? Um, no, the AI can't leave the mech yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> yet. Did, are you all That's happy scary. that he said yet? That's not frightening. <laughs> um, I was working on a patch from the mech directly to the meeting room. Um, when it happens, watch out. But anyway, uh, Torsay goes, okay, well, that's basically everyone. There's the affiliation, the free space pact, Sid, Periapsis, the Ruin Chain, and Cloak. I mean, they're all the big movers and shakers. Whoever we work for, we're probably going to be doing something to help them and hurt someone else because that's how they work. So we should take that into account, too. Well, I, I feel like I should mention Periapsis and uh, Affiliation are two of the biggest groups out here. So if we help one of them, it's very likely going to hurt our chances of getting jobs from the other. Not that that's something that we always need to worry about, but it's definitely something to consider. God, regardless I'd hate to burn of, bridges early on. But regardless of whoever we end up working for, these all these groups are all big enough that they will pay us and we will probably make a name one way or the other. <clears throat> but I do so, agree. I, I think the Ruin Chain is prob probably our best bet right now. Um, I'm kind of iffy on Cloak. And uh, I'm not really sure that I want to work with the pirates, given that while... While... Uh, <laughs> We probably won't work with the group that hates us. I'd rather not have a potential target on our back. So the the free space pact is an interesting one, because depending on which crews you work for, you could increase an estimation of some of them while decreasing an estimation of another. Like they actually have infighting a lot, too, over territory. So it is possible yeah. they'll give you missions for one crew or pirate fleet to expand their territory at the expense of one of the other pirate fleets so they're they're like they're considered a single group in terms of like large powers in in the periphery but also there's there's a fair amount of like interfactional relationships with them as well right 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 and then that's part of the reason why dine's kind of iffy he's like i know we'll get paid if we finish the job but it it's hard to side with a group that could that that uh, there's so much there's too much infighting it's too much chaos. Yeah, it could be it could turn complicated for sure. I mean, our um, last our la like our last mission. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
We could use less complications. Torse kind of like crosses her arm and says, I, I mean, I guess that's an option too. I mean, if we're really in a bind, we can always reach out to some of the people we knew from from before this last year and see if any of them have anything. But that'll probably mean going a distance. Uh, yeah, I mean, even if we contact the cane vagrants, um, they tend to work more for the inners. And who knows what the what the noblesse uh, would would have us do. So yeah, I was, yeah. I was just wondering, have we them. in the past, like uh, since that mission, have we heard anything so else from the noblesse affair? You've not talked to them except for when they transferred you all the money you were owed. Yeah. So they did. Um, they did convert all of the all of the raw material into cash. And then on behalf of the settlers sent you payment. And that actually set you guys off well at the beginning. That's why you were able to upgrade your ship, set up for smuggling, and basically get a life for yourself set up out here. But you've been steadily losing money slowly over the last yeah. year. Uh, it's just like you've been you've been spending money slightly faster than you've been gaining it. But you did make a ton of money from that one job from them. Um but they have not contacted you since then, and they um, are talked of only in whispers and a lot of times in the type of conspiratorial whispers where you can tell they're talking about the noblesse because they'll describe something like how one of their ships looks. Um, but people will respond to that person like we talk about people who see UFOs. Yeah. So like it is not it is not like crackpots. Yeah, it is not a well circulated they're not a well known organization. Like it is known that if you look them up on on the CSO, there is a group called the Nobelis Affair, and they are a mercenary corporation. But like all the other stories that circulate about them aren't even always attributed to them. They're just like, oh, I saw this weird thing happen. Who were they? I don't know. But you guys yeah. are able to be like, that's probably them. I wonder what they're up to. But like it does not seem on the whole people know much more than that. They did leave us like a way of contacting them if we needed to. If, right? Yeah, basically it was like a, if absolutely necessary, I can give you a direct line to me. And that's what yeah. that's what he gave you uh, at the end of that mission. No one knows until the release of Astro's new blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, once once someone picks up my screenplay, that's two pages of text. My screenplay, I said. <laughs> Noblesse alert. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I like it. (laughs) You see you see him take out his two pages, cross off whatever was on the front and rewrite that. (laughs) We got ourselves one line in the movie, too, where they say that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, the one where you elbow your friend and be like, they said the name. (laughs) It's some kind of no police alert. Uh. <laughs> what then, are you guys on some kind of Star Trek? If <laughs> <laughs> oh, Astro ever made a movie, God knows he would be doing that. <laughs> uh, gotta have the line. Gotta have the line in the movie. And Astro has to say it too. 
All right. Well, um, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know about um, contacting the Nobles Affair. I feel like they're very much in control. And if we just like call them and say, we want a job, please, they probably will say, we will reach out to you if we need you. Um, well, since we, there's, there's no guarantee that their job will be in system. Yeah. Yeah, it's just too many unknowns um, since we have other options here. So I'm in it sounds favor like of those other options. Yeah, it sounds like the ones we're most interested are the like Rock said, we can reach out to the Ruin Chain um, or Periapsis. It seems like those were the ones that we were most interested in. She like looks around for confirmation. Some, uh, the Broken Chain, that they're the ones that are like the ideologues, right? That's correct. Um, I mean, one good thing about working with them is, you know, maybe if they're all idealistic, we could be uh, helping some people and not, um, you know, just doing something purely transactional and uh Look, we can mercenary. let them know up front what we're okay and not okay doing. That's true, too. Um, but, you know, like Torsi said, whatever we pick, we're probably going to piss someone off, so... Uh, I'd rather side with the uh, Robin Hoods of the galaxy. Well, yeah, and Ruin Chain being what they are, I'm guessing if we're going to be pissing someone off, it's not going to be someone necessarily in system, but... It's probably someone we pissed off already. Who knows? Maybe we'll be lucky and end up meeting uh, our previous contact. Our previous uh, people who gave us the previous job. You never know. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Man, I really <laughs> hope we'd never see Manticorp again. What was his name? John Smith? <laughs> yes, you, uh, you you took a deal from a man named John Smith. That is correct. <laughs> the most normal, average-looking man you've ever seen. <laughs> they just, like, made like? him in a factory. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like if someone could have been hired on the I've forgotten what he looks like already criteria, it would have been him. <laughs> well, um, and what was the other peri? What's the other one? Uh, periapsis. I forget how to pronounce it. Uh, it's periapsis. periapsis. Um, just so you know where the name comes from, that is when two orbital bodies are at the closest part of their orbit from each other. Oh, neat. There's the apoapsis and the periapsis. The apoapsis is when the two orbital bodies are the farthest from each other. So what's what's their uh, deal again, guys? They're a crime family, basically. They're except well, they're 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 less family and more like a business of crime. They make a business yeah. of crime. That's what they. Yep. Yes. That I think if they had a slogan, that would be it. Torsay like looks up and to the left at like a random, you know, ceiling panel as she's thinking about it. <laughs> I imagine that we would probably get a a similar style of job from the affiliation. The difference just being how each organization handles their own uh, people. So basically, we're choosing between the mafia and Robin Hood's merry men. Uh, that's assuming how merry they are. Probably not very. <laughs> Robin Hood and this not so merry man. 
Well, I I I like the broken chain myself. Ruin chain. Ruin um, chain. Oh, ruin chain. Yeah, um, I thought they were named after the Fleetwood Mac song. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, quietly, Bob in the background is like writing this down. Like, write that down. Write that down. <laughs> oh, uh, go ahead and reach out to your contact, uh, Rock. See what kind of jobs they have for us. I already did. Oh, well, then we're already ahead. You mean you have specifics? No, I just reached out to him. It's going to take a few days. I'm not expecting. Oh, okay. I guess in the meantime, we can uh, sit and wait while we uh, wait to pick up our uh, new ship tech. Pizza party? Do I have the ingredients to make pizza on the ship? I mean, so, okay. it depends on how creative you want to be with the word pizza. Um, <laughs> I mean, you got tuna for toppings. Mm, no. Let's just say you don't have anything approximating something like tomato sauce or cheese left on the ship. <laughs> okay. In that case. So if you want to make a flat baked dough that has tuna on it. Uh, <laughs> Then in no, that case, I, no, we're going to have to save the pizza party for when we've been paid. You know, guys, I think our next venture should be starting a space pizza delivery service. Ever since you all came back from that mission, you've been talking about pizza parties for a <laughs> year. <laughs> you, you think they would die out after the... We, I mean, we no, had, we haven't let up. <laughs> we had a pizza party after the mission to celebrate. It was delicious. Do you not remember? I remember. Like, I, okay. remember I remember is so good that I wanted another one. Pizza was kind of greasy. <laughs> oh, the the hey, greasier hey, hey. it is, the better. Hey, hey, hey. I can only work with the ingredients that I have. Hey, I wasn't complaining. You know you have good pizza when in the middle you have a pull of grease just lying there. Mm. Smacks his lips. Evelyn's just ignoring this entire conversation because she's so sick of talking about pizza parties. God, he probably eats deep crust or deep dish. I mean, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> oh, do we have pizza affiliation differences on the ship? <laughs> um, this has caused us the team to break up over pizza. <laughs> I think Astro's a, a New York uh, pizza kind of guy. Is he? <laughs> I mean, Evelyn's definitely a thin crust. I, I, I just my gut says that she is. Dine is just like it's pizza. I'll eat it. Sure. I mean, it sounds to me, Astro, like he's more a fan of a Vinnie Pie. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Basically, yeah, just with a like a, grease and if, everything. If taking the pizza home means that the pizza is in danger of leaking through the box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, Good point. All right, so uh, you all uh, kind of break off uh, after discussing uh, what's going on. Rock, uh, having already taken initiative to reach out um, to uh, Tunjon 
uh, in order to get more information uh, about the jobs, um, you actually expect to maybe hear back from them in the next couple of days, perhaps even when you get to the planet. So um, you continue on. And uh, as uh, you're coming up on the planet, um, you come to the Jessus system. Um, the largest and most populous planet in the system is also just called Jessus. It's J-E-S-I-S. Um, and that is um, where you know you are meeting your ship tech. Um, as you approach the planet, I believe, Rock, uh, you're up kind of in the cockpit of the ship. And I believe you wanted to talk to Astro when he comes in. Yeah, yeah, as we make our approach, I'll eventually come into the cockpit um, to watch. I sure did. What? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm here. Uh-huh, hi. Hey there, Mr. There, Pilot. There, th this is the planet we're, we're coming in on. Oh, I remember. Yeah, you remember you told me you wanted to have a conversation no, with us? I remember okay. I wanted to have the conversation. I couldn't oh, remember what it what was. What it was. Okay. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I'm sorry. I had a moment, all right. I get this. <laughs> um yeah, as we're going down the planet, I'm gonna be going, um do do you have instructions on how to find this guy? Or are we just gonna hold out a sign saying new crew member here? I well, uh, Ren gave us some like details in the data stream. Did that include a way of contacting him? Uh, uh, I mean, obviously, Torse is here, especially if you're approaching yeah. the planet. Um, she's on she's on the ones and twos, basically. Um, yep. She uh, says, well, uh, yeah, I mean, we were given an address to contact them at. I don't know if that's a residential address or if that's the business they work at. We're just going to have to find out when we get there, I guess. All right. So an in-person in meeting then. You know, I didn't find it odd until now. There is no contact information for them here except for the address. Yeah, that is strange. Right. And and they've been off the grid. for. Uh, he's been off the grid for the past three years. So uh, I wonder, wonder what he's been up to. All right. All right. All right. Entering orbit. Take her in, sailor. Seatbelts on. And uh, Only everyone. An Let's land on the house. <laughs> yeah, everyone gets into uh, ship positions uh, as you come down on uh, planet Jessus. Uh, you land in the spaceport of the city, um, run very much like an. Uh, <laughs> I almost called it. That is what it's called. It's called an airport, isn't it? <laughs> if you so i found i've discovered i'm doing science here guys if you say if you say spaceport enough times and then try to say airport you go oh the word port is in that word isn't it am i sure that's the right word i want to use 
No, it's air. It's, it's a miracle of science that we don't ride around in space planes. It's, well, I mean, that, that's kind of the joke. It's like we have a thing already for boats. It's called a port. OK, that's where boats dock. OK, we invented this new thing called planes. All right. Where planes come from? The air. Well, it's the airport now. Now we're yeah. in space and we have spaceships that land at space ports. Yeah, print it. That's fine. Let's do that. Yeah. And when we invent time travel... Time uh, ports. Time ports. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> when, we, when we travel back and forth from the micro realm, <laughs> we'll have designated, like, regrowing stations that are just called, like, growth ports or something. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> I like this. Growth. Yeah, oh, you know, when you come is... back from the quantum realm, obviously. No, I don't like the way growth ports sound. Yeah, it's bad. This, Welcome to the future. Good, <laughs> this is a good material for Astro's next movies. It is. This, these are all going to be featured heavily in the next yeah. few movies, he writes. Um, and with that, you guys landing on the planet uh, and uh, figuring out where to go next. Uh, that is where we are going to stop part one of our session tonight. And we will pick up in the second part of the session with you guys exploring the city, meeting your contact here, and perhaps uh, finding out some more about what your next mission is going to be. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right. We'll see you later, everyone. Bye-bye. Later. See ya. Bye. All right. Let's call that one. It would have cost you nothing to have ended this before you said growth port. (laughs) It would have cost you exactly nothing. My brain brain just broke at that point. I was like, I have nothing more to contribute at this point now. But but the value. (laughs) The value. (laughs) It, it, it just has to go in the recording. Like we say goodbye, and this conversation is included. I think, yeah. I think, like that <laughs> it needs to even become canon in this universe. Like we're gonna take a job with the Nobelis Affair, and they're like, "Okay, meet us at this growth port." <laughs> <laughs> uh, even just saying it out loud makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs>